Don't sue me, bro. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Unscripted Startups. This podcast is the place to be to receive actionable insight and advice for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs, where we will be breaking down how to build an untraditional startup. Let's talk about some of the methods of funding a company without receiving angel investments or VC funds. So the first one is to bootstrap it yourself. Get it from either working a full-time, part-time, or contract position, and you take that money from your paycheck, obviously whatever money you don't need to live on. I'm not saying you should not pay your rent and put all your money into your company, but take the money that you, once you pay your bills, you can pay, invest in your company. Some people refinance their houses. Not sure that's the best move, but it works out for some people. It doesn't work out for other people. Um, People take money out of your 401k. That's not very smart because you never know what could happen in the future. Plus, they take out some, they have some ridiculous fines to make you not want to take it out of your investment. I think it can be like 10% of whatever you withdraw to upwards of way more than that. Obviously, then there's the tax implications as well. And I'm not a financial advisor. Don't sue me, bro. This is all just for edutainment purposes. Obviously, if you have a savings account or you have a CD, that's a little more flexible than taking out your investment or whatnot. Uh, It's important to really do your research because obviously, just like people do a thorough vetting of your company before investing in it so they don't lose or waste their money. You don't want to waste or lose your money. And most people are more responsible with their money than others. But there are some people who are just unresponsible with money in general. And if you're one of those people, stop it. Um, Me personally, and a lot of people I've talked to, if you had to sweat and break your back earning that money, you're a lot less likely to spend that money on foolish things, especially when your business grows. And so it's important to do your research, make sure you're doing sound investments, make sure things are properly working out and not saying you shouldn't do this if someone else is investing because you totally should. But when your money's on the line, it's your livelihood. Just like if someone invested in you, it's their livelihood on the line. The next category of funding is FFF, friends, families, and fools funds. And this can be anyone from your neighbor down the street, your grandmother, your sales bro, your golfing buddy, anyone could be in this category. And usually it is small investments, getting things started on the beginning stage. Obviously, you need to be careful with other people's money, just as careful as you are with your money. And This is usually on the beginning stage and then companies go on to raise more funds. But yeah, you have to be careful because if you don't do things right, the people you loan money from could think you were totally scamming them. Sometimes it's our fault and sometimes it's just the climate. And so you can't control all things, but you want to be as prepared as possible. Another great way of receiving funding, obviously, All these things we're talking about are small in nature opposed to VC funds where they have a lot of money. They have anywhere from a million to a billion dollars 
in their pool of investments and money that they manage. So they have a lot more to work with. Third one would be seeking out grants, it would be seeking out government grants, grants at your local college, local government, business competitions held by countless universities have competitions that range from giving out a thousand dollars, giving out 50 grand, the University of Utah is a good example of their get seated programs and their pitch competitions and some of the other competitions that they have. And almost any college with an entrepreneurship program worth its salt has some kind of pitch program or some kind of thing. So that is a good option. Obviously, everyone wants free money, so it is competitive in nature. But if you have something that really stands out, then you'll do well. These pitch competitions, physical products do the best. Food, apparel that these people can touch, feel, smell, look at, and then they're more sold than say, I want to develop this software program, but I have no prototype sort of thing. Obviously this as the case with COVID and everyone doing Skyping and stuff because they can't see, smell, touch your product. But when it was in person, this, this was one of the most important aspects. Obviously each com competition is different and it depends on if there are guest judges, regular judges, or if the audience is the judge because obviously they're looking for different things. It could be a popularity vote. It could be like financials, how is the business doing or burn rate, what's the market size? It depends. With grants, it depends on what kind of things you're seeking. If it's for clean energy, those spaces are a little more expensive and it's not likely that you're going to be getting grants to start your new social media agency, but it's worth a look. Then another one is to take side projects. So this could be freelance gigs, doing photography, doing editing, doing graphic design, doing website development, or it could be selling things, or it could be working a second job. Another great way of raising funds is to do crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing has taken off in the last few years, and now everyone wants to do it because they think it's free-ish money. It's not. You have to have a product in development or almost finished because people are essentially just pre-ordering. They're not giving you free money. It's a pre-order. So you have to deliver. And there have been some frauds and some cases where people sh delivered shoddy products or didn't deliver at all. So you really have to prove to the customer landing on the landing page why your project is going to be successful and that they are going to get what you're promising. But if you can deliver on these facts and you can share your story and why you're most likely to succeed with this funding goal, then they're more likely to back it. And this has been proven time and time again that campaigns with compelling stories do way better or people with attached with brand recognition. Then there's also crowdsource debt. There are platforms where you can crowdsource debt and you can talk about what you're looking for, how much you need and how much you'll give them. Sometimes you give them equity and a percentage like 9% APR and 5% equity or sometimes it's just a percentage crowdfunding platforms but only for equity. So 
like Startup Engine is a great example and how they're they're utilizing their platform to raise money for their company, which I think is brilliant because it's a great case study showing it. They're raising like 10 or $15 million on their platform for their platform, which I think is pretty cool and showing how other people can use it. So I'd highly check out Start Engine and some of their competitors. Another great way to raise funding is through SBA loans. So your small business development center in most cities, there's a SBA contact or a small business development center in your two or possibly many more, depending on which state you live in. I know Utah has quite a few and they can be quite helpful. Obviously, the terms on the loan are more helpful to small businesses, but it is still a loan. And you'll have to look through all the guidelines for taking out an SBA loan. Then there is obviously bank loans and debt from individuals, which is more risky. And I would try to avoid if you don't need to, unless you get really favorable terms, because unless it's an accredited person, you don't want to fall into like payday loans or being loan sharked because your business is not going to return 30% growth in a month or in a week or another one you could possibly get to work for your business is credit card hacking where you get a credit card that has a zero APR for 15 months and you purchase things within that credit limit. So your credit limit might be a thousand dollars. It might be 5,000. It might be 20,000. You have to pay every month the minimal payment, but you don't have to pay off the full thing. So say you spend $500 and your minimum payment is 30 bucks a month. As long as you pay that minimum payment, you don't have to pay the whole $500. But if you miss a payment, then you have to pay all the $500 plus interest on whatever you have left. Discover, Chase has a card. A lot of banks have a zero APR for 15 months, 18 months, 12 months. And those can really help when buying business inventory that is in the thousands of dollars, but you want to spread it out. Just make sure to pay it monthly and remember when that due date is. As soon as that term goes up, then they're going to start charging you that 20% interest or whatever you have on that card. But it can be helpful and you can get multiple credit cards with 15. Discover is obviously the most present about having 15 month zero APR cards. And so yeah, you can definitely do that. You can spread it out and it, and that can be more beneficial because the bank is literally paying you, giving you a zero interest loan, which loans are much harder to get. Obviously, you fall into the credit card habit and you want people think, oh, I'll just charge it to the card. I'll charge it to the card. And that's a bad mindset to be in. But as long as you are very diligent in paying every month and only using the card for necessities for the business, then it can be a good outlet for you. There are definitely other ways to hack your startup costs and raise funds without doing venture funding. Uh, The last one on the list is selling stuff. Everyone has stuff in their house that they don't use. And a lot of people, especially if you're millennials or Gen Zs, 
you have a lot of technology, a lot of stuff that's quite expensive. Your sneaker collection, your baseball card collection, your unused game system, sell that off. It's not a ton of money, but it can help, especially if you do it on a regular basis. Also, you can go thrifting and then flip that for more. You can flip other things. Uh, you can flip cars, you can flip houses, obviously houses, that's like a full-time job, but you can flip things and you can use those profits to build, build your business. And that's what I've been doing. I've been using money from stuff around the house, stuff that individuals give to me and selling that and getting rid of it. Because let's be honest, when it comes to the clothes you wear, you wear the same six outfits almost 90% of the time. You use the same stuff. Like you really don't need that collection. You don't need those fancy sneakers. It may be that you like them, but you have to make sacrifices for your business and you have to decide what's most important. And sometimes having clutter just clutters up your mind and gives you less time to focus on your business. So sometimes getting rid of this stuff that other people value as precious, but you may value as not as precious or junk, you can flip it and then less stuff in your life, more time to focus on your business. Plus you get the money and that can be helpful depending on what you have and how serious you are about it because you can make thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars, but it's still helpful. Comment in our Discord which one of these you think would be most helpful to your business. The link to our Discord will be down below and share on your thoughts, suggestions, or opinions about this episode or any of our other episodes. And Feel free to ask us any questions you have. Until next time, this has been Unscripted Startups, produced by Stacked Audio.